All right, we are all set for a next episode of the Georgia Podcast. Rich Casson over here in the Pro Business Channel studios in our beautiful billion-dollar Buckhead view and uh, compliments of Serendipity Labs. And uh, we have a great theme th- show actually set up for today. We're going to be talking all things health, fitness, finance. Uh, you want to lean in for this one. This is going to be a good one. Uh, our first guest joining us in the studio will be uh, Dr. Sherry Gallant, and we're going to be talking about corporate wellness and all kinds of great stuff in that in the workplace of involving chiropractic and other health uh, issues that you should be uh, tuned into and dialed into. Uh, but before we get to that, we're also joining us in the studio is uh, Warren Cargill. He's the clinic director for Acupuncture Atlanta. Uh, Warren, what are we to be hearing from you today? You're going to be hearing all about the mitochondria, which are the powerhouses of the cell and give you all of your energy. That's a good teaser. So uh, we'll do that in our third segment here. Also joining a, a longtime friend, um, Fadi Malouf. Uh, Fadi, welcome back. To you. You've been a, you were in our original studio way back in the day. Yes, this is quite of an upgrade. <laughs> we did quite a bit, right? Uh, thanks. So, uh, Fadi, what are you going to be sharing with us today? I'm going to share with you guys a little bit about wellness technology and benefits and how it has impacted our uh, companies in the U.S. So, wellness and tech. Yes. Uh, that's, that's a hot, those are hot topics. Well, so we're, yeah. Wellness technology and benefits. Okay. And actually, uh, real quick, Warren, how would fo- folks find you guys online? They would uh, go to wcargal, C-A-R-G-A-L dot com. Okay. Cool. And Fadi? Uh, Wellplanus.com. All right. So check that out. So stay tuned for those guys uh, coming in our thir- second and third segment. First of all, again, Dr. Cherie Gallant is joining us here in the studio. You're a um, doctor of chiropractic and a master of sports science. And you have more than six years of practice and success in treating counseling thousands of patients with pain resulting from various uh, syndromes. Tell us a little more about that. Thanks, Rich. Thanks so much for having me. Um, so I graduated from chiropractic school in 2013, and I began practice in Cleveland, Ohio. And the type of practice I kind of fell into was workers' comp. So everyone here's workers' comp, big eye roll. Right. Okay, I can see y'all. I can see everybody, okay? Um, and so I got to see kind of like, you know, the the dirty and the ugly parts of workers' comp. I mean, everyone has to have it, um, it you know, and it's a necessary evil. And, it, and by its very nature, it's very adversarial between the employee and the employer. However, there's just so many different ways and different programs we can implement to make that less adversarial and less less ugly if you will and so when I was practicing I just saw these people going through the system and because of the attitudes on both on both on both sides you know they just by the time they got to me they were broke down busted and disgusted and I mean (laughs) I mean sometimes like some people had multiple surgeries and it still wasn't corrected you know you were having people settle after 10 years on a claim uh, you know because literally there's nothing else you could do for them and so whereas if there had been a little bit of prevention to begin with right it would have been amazing, and this person, their life would, have, in comparison, would be so much better. And it's just it's my my passion is transforming corporate America and the and the modern day workplace to to alleviate these problems. That'd be a great title for a book. What was that? Broke down, um, busted, and disgusted. <laughs> that's, a, that's a great book title right there. We haven't already put that together. So also, uh, now you're originally from Prince Edward Island, Canada. Yes. So you came the furthest to travel to the studio today, right? <laughs> yes. So I I was. 
I'm considered American born abroad. Okay. My mom's American. Right. And I moved to the States officially in 20, 2004 to right. go to college. And I've just been slowly migrating further south. <laughs> You're going to be in Key West pretty soon. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Well, you know, I think I, I really love Atlanta. So I think, I think I'm good for now. I've moved probably, oh, God, probably, I want to say maybe 15 times wow. in the last 20 years. <laughs> Is, are the authorities after you or something? <laughs> no, no. It's just been kind of one of those things where I, I, I Sounds never... like a military family. Yeah, right? <laughs> Kind of, just yeah. grad school and college. Yeah, that'll do it. Mm-hmm. All right, so uh, ironically, we had uh, some folks in from Toronto that flew in from Toronto, Canada yesterday, was in mm-hmm. the studio, but so I'll introduce you all, you'll, all you'll later. <laughs> so let's um, go back to this. Talk to us about the effectiveness of corporate wellness programs. What have you seen there that you've seen some results, or what are some either pushbacks, or why is it mm-hmm. such a hot topic, or why are, why are right. companies kind of drawn to that? That was about a five-part question, by the oh, way. Oh, yeah, yeah no, no problem. So one thing, right now so one of the major issues that I'm personally in my business life I'm combating is the fact that you know you ask people if they have a wellness program they want wellness initiatives and they say yes we already have that well what do you have they have blood pressure screenings they have weight checks blah 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 and they don't there's no follow-up there's no treatment for it it's just basically to have it to say they have it and there's no intrinsic value for it yet they're paying millions upon millions of dollars wow. and it's literally just going out the back door i mean if you want i mean if you just want to waste money i'll take it <laughs> exactly <yeah. laughs> but uh, but no so the programs that work are ones that actually change the workplace workspaces and your employees behaviors and actual health so, so what are some of those examples of effective corporate mm-hmm. wellness programs? Sure. Well, I mean, being a chiropractor, you know, the obvious one is chiropractic in the workplace. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, there's been a few kind of case studies done. There was a Inhauser Bush manufacturer and distributor up in Michigan, and they brought on a chiropractor once a week, once right. a week for the right. entire plant. And after once a week for a little over a year, their workers' comp costs went down by 88%. Wow. Their injury Done rate. Deal. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. And their and their injury rate 50%. So what's the problem? So that that's a huge one right there, stretching programs. You know, uh, there's a there's a study that highlights a firehouse in Ontario and they implemented a stretching program. So every firefighter in the house did the same stretching program once a day for an entire year. After a year, their injury rate went down to almost 0%. You just put your chiropractic office here at um, uh, Three Alliance Building. Yeah, there's like there's tons of people here. You just have it in the lobby. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, the whole thing about my business is it's bringing wellness to the workplace. So everyone's at work from nine to five. No one wants to do anything after work unless right. it's for you know their family, their friends, or they just, or drinking. Yeah. Well, you know, a little uh, a little <laughs> bourbon tasting, yeah, wine tasting. Yeah. We all got to relax somehow. You know, no judgment. Uh, but no, but no. So whenever you have an issue and you have to go elsewhere and especially i mean we're i'm located here in atlanta georgia and we all know i mean god forbid you have to leave work to go somewhere you know you may as well just take off a half a day because it takes you that long to get anywhere so why not bring those wellness programs in-house to the people where they already are you get a nine to five they get the care they need and the employer saves a ton a ton of money so you have a teaser announcement here about some uh, product launches and events coming up? Yes. Okay. So I just read my website, and we just did a soft launch. So it's called Workplace Wellness Daily. So you can log on to my website, www.workwellforlife.com, 
and you can go to videos and you can subscribe for $17.99 a month and you can just have access to all these individual videos. So everything from stretching pro stretches, uh, exercises, wellness tips, book reviews, product reviews, anything that's related or you know relevant to the wellness space. I'm also speaking at an impact. It's called Impact Conference right. later this month, the 27th and 28th. And for that, you can go to www.impact4pconference.com. Uh, and tell us a little bit about that conference. What's the um, uh, who's the audience there, and how often does it mm-hmm. happen, or what's the backstory? So this is a conference put on by actually my my very own business coach, Miss okay. Jean Marlowe Davis. So Shout out to Jean, <laughs> <laughs> love her. So she puts on this conference every year. So basically, it's a place where people can come, get reinnervated or re-energized rather. And just get excited about life, but also breaking things down. So how to improve your life, your power, your passion, and put that into put that into actual actions that's going to improve the quality of your life. So Jean is a former IRS auditor, so she focuses a lot on you know the taxes, the financial wellness. I, I was connected to that until then. <laughs> that's a story we're going to have to do a right. follow up on that one. Right. Yeah. So my my part of it is your health is your wealth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's all about you know teaching people how to put you know your health in a place of priority in your life. So that way you can also facilitate your wealth goals because, you know, your health is your wealth. If you are, again, broke down, busted and disgusted and you're like, you're, you're just, you know, you feel crappy. Your health is poor. One, that's a lot of money going to the insurance, you know, to doctor's visits, things like that. And then not only that, but you don't have any energy for anything else when you really do want, you know, even if it's a recreational activity. Yeah, uh, Fadi was given two thumbs up for that one, talking about <laughs> physical and financial wellness, right? <laughs> All right. So there's, we're going to do some more follow-up roundtable uh, discussion on this topic of corporate wellness and your events you're talking about. So uh, what's a call to action? Or uh, one, one more time, how would pe- people find you online? Sure. So my, my website is workwell4life.com. And you can follow me on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube at Dr. Cherie Gallant. And also, you know, I'm going to be putting out some new products, maybe some webinars and and, uh, other items like that. And you can also come check me out at the Impact Conference. Sweet. All right. We'll be there. We'll be on the front row. Yeah. Awesome. uh, I'll hold you to that. uh, Row, row. We'll do editing afterwards. I can fix that real easy. And uh, you're also on Instagram. I don't see Snapchat on here or whatever. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. I'm not super tech savvy. And Snapchat is just far enough. No, I'll pass on that too. Yeah. No no offense to Snapchat, but they're not sponsoring the shows. I think we're good on that one. Yeah. All right. So, uh, uh, Cherie, thanks again for um, for that segment here, and stay tuned for some follow up conversations on that. Let's turn our attention now to uh, Fadi Malouf. And so, Fadi, so uh, we've known your background as a personal trainer, life coach, international professional athlete, speaker, author. Dude, you make me feel look like a slacker or whatever. I'm like, wow. Um, so, uh, before we get into what's new, with, elaborate a little bit on that of some of the people you've worked with or some of the type of uh, business that you've been involved in the past. Yeah. Well, uh, kind of piggyback off, off of Dr. Cherry, Cherie here, uh, I've seen a lot of uh, individuals uh, spend their life to build their wealth and then spend their wealth uh, to regain their health. So as she stated, uh, from the first, uh, wealth is health. And started out with personal training at the age of 17. And uh, from one thing to another, I led to finance, and I found a very common theme between physical fitness and financial wellness. 
Yeah, so uh, in addition to being the author of Strong, the New Fit, so now this is like the new fitness, or new financial fitness, right? So this is a new um, initiative for you. So talk to us about, you know, you mentioned earlier the health and the tech space. So mm-hmm. elaborate on that a little bit. Sure. So I'm actually working on another book, and uh, I would say the theme is to help people fast-track their freedom. Yeah. Oh, I like that one. That's a good title right there. Yeah, write that one down. Yeah. Fast-track your freedom. Yeah. <laughs> So I, I'm connecting the uh, health and wellness, uh, health and, excuse me, wealth uh, through daily habits. And so starting from kind of top level and looking to make the biggest impact, I'm working with companies from 10 employees to over 10,000 and using wellness technology platforms that uh, are able to uh, kind of keep track of what employees are doing. I mean, where do we spend most of our day? At work. Right. Right. So where is the better place to address adult behavior? At work. So workplace wellness works. (laughs) (laughs) I think we just formed a partnership. I want in on the percentage here, whatever. Yeah. We'll edit that out in post, too. (laughs) For legal reasons. She's got her attorney on the phone right now. Yeah. (laughs) So I really like the... uh, technical detail of the process of addressing adults' behavior and using benefits to reward employees, um, reward good behavior. I mean, I grew up, I'm a Middle Eastern man. I mean, no matter how good I did, I never got a compliment. I just got, okay, take it to the next level. You need to do whatever you need to do next to, to, to be better. I mean, I remember taking a shower like i would get out of the shower and my mother would say you smell go back up take up a sh- another shower wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. so uh, try hot water and thoroughly. soap whatever yeah <laughs> i'm not an expert but yeah <laughs> so yeah i kind of grew up with just being flogged into performing but in this this day and age um really uh, uh kind of focusing on rewards and building on wins is what's what's working uh for individuals Talk to us about what's involved in cultivating a healthy, energetic, and a happy culture. Because, you know, that, that's a challenge with businesses a lot of times, right? Is that you, sometimes you go into a business, you can literally feel the energy, yeah. positive or negative, right? Yeah, I think uh, that reminds me right away of Simon Sinek. Uh, yeah, yeah. Book, The Why. Right, yeah. And what, why what a company does, or I should say why a company does what they do. Right. And, yeah, start with being, why. Yeah, employees being on the same page. So uh, knowing why they do things. Um, you know, for me, I, I went through a very challenging time as a, as a young kid, uh, losing my dad at the age of 17. And I wanted to survive. That was my why. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and some people, a lot of times, that's how they feel like. They're, they just want to survive. So, um, so back to answer your question, you know, what is, how is, you know, the how kind of starts to come out, and then what? And answering those three questions are really important for a company, and but most companies are not on the same page with that. So um, it comes out with how people are, what they're doing for, for their physical daily routines right. and how they're eating, how they're interacting with people, and then how well they, uh, they manage their money. Um, so it, it all it all shows up at some point. Right, it surfaces up. You can't hide from it. 
So how does it, is there a, um, I mean, what's next as far as what's the next step here, the next logical progression is, uh, are you talking about technology involving an app or a platform for businesses yeah. and individuals to, to monitor or measure their, yeah. their, their financial fitness or? Yeah. Yeah. So there's tons of wellness technologies out there and for, for companies, they're not sure which, what's the best wellness technology to use. And also to marry that with uh, uh, benefits such as healthcare, health insurance, um, retirement, and so forth. So their companies are looking to marry those two platforms together so they get the best results uh, in helping their employees be healthy, happy, and energetic. Now, as part of that, where uh, you just shared with me earlier in the week, and I completed the um, health awareness form or whatever right health assessment that was assessment? One, yeah is that part of the part of the mix or whatever yeah i mean uh, we've provided tons of tons of different types of health assessments yeah. and uh, so that's one way to kind of benchmark uh, an individual's health so they can be aware of where they're at and where they can improve it in their life so that's yeah that's, yeah we shared my experience with that so it was um uh, on one side it was uh, kind of r- robust and in depth. People have these short attention spans these days, right? Right. But on the other, other hand, it just wasn't surface level either, right? Right. Um, and one of the observations I, I walked away with that is that you know it's starting to get. I, I didn't realize uh, how far along I was getting, and I started to look at the uh, the the bar, how many categories I had to hit. I mean, I had to hit from. Uh, family history of health issues mm-hmm. to my personal daily routine not just diet but what's you know what's uh what do i normally do on a regular basis and it was a bit awakening but i i felt like i scored a pretty good score of like 82 and i'm not sure if i was cheating or not because I, I thought that was kind of a high score for you know what i uh i could do better right sure i mean at the end of the day is you just answered it i could do better right, yeah. so <laughs> it's just building more awareness for you and yeah. uh, if you were to get a more accurate reading, you could do the DNA test. Okay. And there's an artificial intelligence that syncs up your history, your daily, your habits, and incorporating a DNA test. So some blood work there will definitely help as well to get an accurate are, reading. Are we taking a blood t- sample right now? <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> I wasn't prepared for that, yeah. All right, so uh, we're going to continue this conversation with the panel here in just a minute. So, uh, so Fadi, what's the call to action? How would folks you know, learn more about what you're offering? Sure. Uh, WellPlanUS.com is a great site to visit uh, to get a, an idea of what we offer and helping companies uh, get a, a, a really awesome ROI on their investment. But you know, I would say most companies come to, to get an ROI, but then, then they realize there's no way to track that because the benefit of that, as Dr. Cherie mentioned, it is uh, substantially much higher. So well, uh, WellPlanUS.com. This cool. is the best way to reach us. All right, we'll check that out and stay tuned for some follow-up questions and maybe a blood test involved. I'm not sure. <laughs> we'll see how things go, yeah. All right, um, so uh, our third guest joining us in the studio, as we mentioned, is uh, Warren Cargill. He's the clinic director of Acupuncture Atlanta. So you're a uh, licensed acupuncturist. That's a tough word to say, right? Sometimes it can be, right? Um, so herbalist, uh, clinic director, as I mentioned, and talk to some, well, you practiced Chinese medicine for over 20 years. That's interesting. In the fields of infertility, chronic disease conditions, you maintain an active uh, clinical practice in Atlanta. Um, so elaborate a little bit more on this, this background of the Chinese medicine before we get into the Q&A here. Sure. Rich, thanks very much for having me. Absolutely, here. yeah. You know, well, so, I mean, Chinese medicine's been around for 2,500 years, and, it, <laughs> and it's, uh, it has a rich legacy there. And uh, it has um, 
It has bearing on what's happening today in, in health, on, on maintaining our health. So we would use uh, I mean, some of the formulas that have been around for 1,500 years. Like a, a typical formula would be Xiao Yao San. And that's for. Pardon me? It sounds French to me. Shaya San translates as relaxed wonder. So, for people who are really stressed, this is a really appropriate formula. But that's the part about the, um, you know, the Chinese medicine. So we have like uh, four acupuncturists in the clinic. We have two chiropractors. You know, basically, our, we, you know, we are practice orientated. We see a lot of individuals every day. We're probably the largest clinic here in Georgia. Oh. And so before we talked about, you know, uh, some of the Q&A here, mm-hmm. what's the biggest misnomer about acupuncture? Well, <laughs> right, there's a, probably a few of them, right? Maybe those, give me a rapid fire uh, list of them. Yeah, those needles hurt. <laughs> right. That's gonna be easy. But uh, let me dispel that one really quickly. They're about the size of a hair. Okay. The needles, uh, and they're solid. They're you know they're not hollow needles like a normal uh, syringe. Okay. So most people don't even feel them. Other people may feel something like a little mosquito bite. Okay. Okay. So I've never, you know, I don't know if you all have. We'll come back to this in a second, but I've never experienced that. So, <laughs> I mean, even, even in 2019, uh-huh. being in the Western civilization, there's a lot of people that think, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't really believe in that. I don't see how that, you know, putting a needle is going to yeah. make a difference, right? Yeah. I mean, how do you answer those type of questions? Well, I mean, it's just like with Dr. Cherie, I mean, and uh, Fadi over here. I mean, there's... The health, our healthcare system is broken, <laughs> fundamentally <laughs> right. broken, and uh, you, you know there's all these applications out there that are really profoundly helpful. So right. we help a lot of people with like simple things like back pain or you know sinus congestions, which everybody is suffering from that right now. Oh, you know? big time, yeah, yeah. And, so, and, and they're just simple things, and either with acupuncture or Chinese medicine, it works. You know, I feel like I don't know if it's uh, other people's experience, but my allergies, are, I've never had an issue growing up. I mean, in Florida and other parts of the country I lived in. But uh, in the last three or four years, it seemed to get worse each year. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. yep. I mean, there, there's a lot of environmental factors that are driving that, other than just there's more trees out there who are pollinating. <laughs> right. <laughs> so uh, one of the, the questions which I think is intriguing to the listeners is your first question, talking about healthy aging. So, you know, there's a lot of the, not just baby boomers, what's the other Gen X? You don't hear about these guys anymore, right? But um, these are the, you know, in terms of corporate wellness, the Gen X are the folks that are really in, in the, uh, the throngs of their, of their career, mm-hmm. right? So talk to us about, from, I guess, both of those perspectives, or when does healthy aging begin? Well, I mean, you, you know, you, at some point you start thinking, you know, I'm starting to age. You look in the mirror in the yeah, morning. Like, row. Well. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm starting to age. And, you know, the fundamental question, which, you know, my book, uh, uh, Your Mitochondria, Key to Health and Longevity, is about, is like how to age gracefully and how to have a long, healthy life. I don't mean a long life where you're, you know, in a retirement home having people care for you, but have how to have a long, healthy Productive and Life. engaged, yeah. That's right. That's what all of us want here. And there's various ways that we can do that. And one of the most fundamental ways is, you know, which is what I'm advocating, is uh, how to take, you know, your health back into your own hands. How to take control of your own health is what's important for me. And that's what we advocate in the clinic. Yeah, because you mentioned a broken health system. A lot of times people just 
you know, I remember there was a commercial years ago that was, uh, I think, for a cell phone commercial. You, the person going to the cell phone store yep. asked them 30 questions. Where's my, how do I get my signal? How strong is it? What's my battery life? What's the plan? And 20 questions. And then they go into the uh, doctor's office and didn't have a clue what to ask. That's right. So, and I think that's probably part of the problem, yes or yes, is that we rely on those professions to take the lead. We need, you're saying, we'd be in the driver's seat and be proactive about our own health. Look, I mean, we see so many people that come into the clinic, they're dealing with cancer and things like right. that, and they have no idea what's going on. Right. I mean, they are just, you know, whatever the doctor is going to recommend. And it's, you know, fundamentally sad. You know, like, there are profound things that you can do to, with your health, with your food, you know, uh, with acupuncture, with herbs that can be adjuvant therapies or standalone therapies. Because what always drives me crazy, too, is you see these commercials for these medicines, and no. that's this happy music, and these people are at the beach or whatever, and then it's two, it's uh, 10 seconds about the product, and the other 30 seconds is about all the side effects. And when they say side effects, Serious mainly the blindness, effects. death, whatever, right, suicide. Yeah. I mean, how do people, how do you listen to that and then go uh, go buy that? Yeah, well, that's that's a question here, a really great question, and you know, thank you, thank you. That was not even on the notes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and you know, people are really. I mean, they want to feel well. I mean, it's like they want to do whatever they can to feel well, and there's not options out there. They don't see options right. that they can take care of themselves. And we talked about the Gen X and the baby boomers, but the new generation—they're probably more open to some of these ideas, right? Yes or no? Or you know, I mean, we don't. You know, I really track how the age group that okay. show up in the clinic. All right, right, right. And occasionally, you know, I mean, the population is not young people so yeah, much. Right. I mean, it's you know, starting at around thirty. Right. Or if there's infertility problems, we'll get a younger person in, but generally not. A young, yeah, a younger person. I was doing the math on that younger person for infertility. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So, um, so talks about uh, you. You mentioned uh, looking in the mirror. So, what is a uh, skin wrinkles, and what is what can you do about that? Is there well, a cure for so, that? So, so, so I'm going to try to really compress this question. Here. Okay. So, so it, it's the mitochondria that drive the skin skin wrinkling, and it's also the mitochondria that drive the age related diseases such as cancer, diabetes, cardiovascular disease, and neurodegeneration. When I say neurodegeneration, I'm talking about like Parkinson's or Alzheimer's. So, and, you know, like no one knows what the mitochondria are. You've mentioned mitochondria a few times. So uh-huh. for layman's terms, what, what does that mean? Mitochondria are... It's got a lot of syllables in it. Right. Mitochondria are often, they're organellas, which means small bodies. And they reside in our cells and they fundamentally supply all the energy to move our muscles like when i'm moving my muscle that's using mitochondria to move that so so let me just one other point here so what happens is people typically you know okay i'm ingesting food the food is broken down into nutrients and after that it just kind of drops off the map about okay what's happening how is that right. you know, what's happening there it's the, you know without the mitochondria without your mitochondria you would not be alive it's just that fundamental and people don't know about that yeah well, i want to get the opinion of our other panel here in a second on that topic so talk to us about the number one cause most age related diseases that no one's talking about well, it's the mitochondria. Oh, we gave the clue right there. Yeah. So I like when the professor gives you the clue within the uh, conversation or the answer or whatever. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, but and, and the question is, is how to take care of your mitochondria during, you know, for this long, 
a life that you want to li- have, long, healthy life. Okay, and a couple more rapid-fire questions before we open it up to the panel here. So three simple ways to extend your life. We've been talking about uh, healthy aging. Yep, so I'm sitting here right now, uh, and sitting, the mitochondria are like little engines, and they require oxygen. So when I'm sitting at my desk, there's hypoxia occurring, shallow breathing, right? Right. And that affects the mitochondria. So that's number one. Number Two is mild exercise. If you're doing vigorous exercise, that's perfect, but at least you got to move, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Third thing is, and this is the really big one, the mitochondria can either use sugars or they can use fats to make ATP, the energy source, right? Okay. So for every unit of sugar you ingest, you're going to get two units of uh, energy out, right? Huh. For so, every, so, so take in more sugar is what you're saying? Okay, here's the big one. Here's the big one. For every unit of fat you ingest, right. good, good quality fats, right. how many do you think you're going to get? How Three. Many, Three. How about 32? Wow. That seems counterintuitive. It's amazing. Right? It's amazing. So, like, if you're talking about energy, long life, health, and cognitive function, you really want to really put some focus on your diet and really put those sugars down. And add more fat to your diet. Good quality fat. So we're talking okay. about the avocados. We're talking uh, okay. about olive oil. We're talking about could be fats from fish. Okay. Could be uh, you know even fats from red meat. I mean you know I mean, it's just a good quality fat. When I say fats from red meat, I mean like you know they're not loaded with antibiotics right. and with the steroids. Okay, you mentioned about. You know, sitting and I'm, uh, although we're sitting at the desk right here, I'm a big proponent of years ago. Somebody told me if you Google just this phrase like sitting too long, it's scary what comes up, right? And so we have uh, at, at home and here we have standing desk. Mm-hmm. And if I'm working remotely at a Starbucks, whatever, I'll, I'll intentionally find a Starbucks that has a standing place and I'll, I'll stand there and work uh, the entire day. Yeah. And I mean, sitting is fun. I mean, like if you're going to sit, you're dying. They you know? say it's the new cancer or the new smoking. Right, and especially for the mitochondria, they need that oxygen. Okay, we'll all st- we'll have a stand up conversation after the show here, right? So, all right, so um, so Warren, how would folks find you online? What's your call to action? All that good stuff. Yep. So you know, I, I'm out there on Facebook and all the other places. We have large followings. We do podcasts, but uh, the you can find me at wcargill.com, and and then our main website is accuatlanta.net. Awesome. So uh, thanks again. It's our pleasure having you all here. So we're going to open it up uh, to our show guests here one more time, a little roundtable discussion, and also one more call to action. How would folks find you? So uh, show of hands, who would like to – any questions on the short list here you have for your fellow guests? Three, two, one. Yeah. <laughs> no pressure. Three, yeah. No pressure. Uh, so I guess for Fadi, so what type of technology – do you offer the businesses or in our employers? Is this something that you implement yourself or is it something that they purchase and then they implement on their own? Great question, uh, Dr. Sheree. Uh, we actually do not provide a software platform. I'm a consultant. I discover what the client is looking for and I go looking for it mm-hmm. uh, and make it happen for it for, for the client. So it starts out with surveying uh, their employees. Mm-hmm. And their interest and how they want to reward their employees. Cool. Other follow-up questions here, Warren, Fadi. You've been taking a lot of notes I, here. I'm looking at yeah. <laughs> I've actually questions for both, but um, Warren, I'd li- I've experienced acupuncture once before, mm-hmm. and could you? I mean, I was my eyes closed and I started <laughs> seeing colors. 
rainbows. Oh, wow. <laughs> I was. Are you tripping. sure that was acupuncture? Yeah, <laughs> I was like, on, sign me up for that one. Yeah. <laughs> so, can you? I think that'd be kind of nice to share a little bit about that. Yeah, I mean, there are all these little interesting sensations that do occur and have been recorded for the twenty five hundred years of the legacy there. So, and colors would be one of them. But uh, wow. you know, people sometimes just they just go right to sleep and they report they it was the best sleep they've ever had. Wow. You know? So. Colors, you know, that's, let's see how to put that to you. The, the colors have to do with um, a, a relaxing of the endocrine system. And so then you would start, you know, ha- having this experiences of colors and more greater relaxation. Fantastic. Thank you. Good. Thank you for that question. Mm-hmm. And not to get too much minutia here, but um, but I'm just I've never had that. Have you have you done acupuncture? Sure. I haven't. Sure. I haven't actually had acupuncture done to me. I've had dry needling, which is a completely Ooh, separate experience. Dry <laughs> that's, pain, that's painful. It can it can be. However, it is quite effective. But yes, so no, I have not had actual acupuncture. I have had experience with dry needling, which is kind of like a subset of acupuncture. Very effective, but not for the faint of heart. <laughs> okay, that's good to know. Or, or, or the squeamish. So I'm going with the regular one. So I don't know if this is a fair question even how to phrase it, but how does a needle going in to you like affect your the, the, the health outcome from that? Is that like with chiropractic, it's based on subluxations, right? And the spine alignment and all the nerves so, connected, right? Well, okay, so there's a couple of different schools of thought, but the evidence-based model, meaning this is what we know as of today, you know, current in, in, in autonomy uh, and current physiological science so basically it's not there's not a bone out of place it's not you're misaligned so essentially your joints of which you have you know hundreds in your body they become fixated they stop moving and so that causes irritation and inflammation and so then it overwhelms your central nervous system so when you adjust you optimize the joint motion then you're allowing your central nervous system to function optimally. To flow, yeah. Right. And then you're also getting the endorphins secreted from your brain, your brain signals, your muscles to relax. So you're moving better, you feel better, and you're actually able to function better. So, it, so yeah, there's not like an actual misalignment, but yes. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, my brother's a chiropractor. My dad was a chiropractor. His brother was a chiropractor. My yeah. cousin Ray, my cousin Nancy's a chiropractor. So I know a lot about chiropractic, mm-hmm. but I couldn't play one on the radio. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so back to this needle thing, right? Yes. So is it, how do you explain it in layman's terms of putting that into your skin, which is the largest organ, right? Mm-hmm. But is that is that uh, affecting your your cells or your nerve your nerve system that is supplying blood flow to the right organs for the benefit? I mean, what's the... Well, I mean, it's affecting uh, principally the endocrine system, which then causes, you know, increased blood flow. If there's inflammation, then you want to have increased blood flow, flow to move out some of the inflammation. So it's definitely affecting the endocrine system there. That would be the first place, but there's other physiological factors that are going on too look let me just say this this is an ongoing debate in a 2500 year tradition <laughs> right, right, and, you yeah. know one of the central questions is like how did these guys ever come up yeah, with that's, these that's points? a good point too whatever yeah i just i leaned into a needle yeah oh i feel better yeah <laughs> let's do more of that <laughs> right i mean sometimes things do come up but yeah. but there's when you look at anything that has we're not talking about like putting leeches on people and that didn't work out so well right mm-hmm. or brain surgery they actually did a drill to this is something like you said a few thousand years and just because it's not uh normal to our culture doesn't mean it's not effective right so um so we 
got a couple minutes left, and I got a, just one last question. But we'll, if anyone has some additional follow-up questions as well, feel to feel to chime in. I, I think uh, Fadi or somebody mentioned about the DNA testing. Mm-hmm. So, what are y'all's the panel thoughts on that? What's the uh, the yin and yang of that? What's the what's the benefit? What can you do with that analysis? I mean, what's what's you know. So, so I've got a comment about that. Okay. So, <laughs> okay. So this is our comment question segment yeah. right now. Yeah. So, so you know, like DNA. I mean, you know, they spent big bucks on DNA back in the '80s to try to unravel what the DNA was, so they could come up with a cure for cancer. Okay. After all that research, you know, there was no cures. So, f- f- you have to look at DNA like like a gun, where the trigger is pulled back, right? And it's the environment that pulls the trigger. So, you know, whatever's going on in the environment, you know, whether it's your lifestyle, whether it's the food, whether it's toxins you're eating, that's what's, you know, triggering this. So you may have, a, you know, a gene for diabetes, you may have a gene for cancer, but it's the environment that's going to pull the trigger. Yeah, because in the health assessment, uh, Fadi had me take, I think one of the things was, are you a smoker? But it, it I said, obviously, no. But then it said, are you uh, in an environment with uh, smoking, right? And that secondhand smoke, there's a reason why that became such an issue, right? So, uh, but the topic DNA or any other topics, yeah. Your thoughts on that? Yeah, the DNA is, to be honest with you, it's new for me. Okay. Uh, there's, I'm exposed to so many different types of assessments. I have not taken all okay. of them. I Luckily, I grew up in a household where mom cooked food at home. And right. It's always real food, and that's it's really not that complicated. Just eat real food and move every day. Uh, so my job is in a lot of – I deal newly with a lot of data, and most people are – overweight and in debt and that's the product of unfortunately the u.s we have this major issue and like as as warren said we're we're broken in that area but it's a simple really a simple fix and one thing i can do to encourage the audience if you're going to be spending a lot of time on your phone or some type of technology download this app i don't work for them and i'm not sponsored but um it's called rescue rescue time and it will tell you where you're spending most of your time when you're playing with your phone. I encourage you to download some type of health and fitness app and spend more time on that one as opposed to Instagram and Twitter (laughs) or Snapchat Snapchat. (laughs) and just start monitoring where you're spending your time and where you're spending your money. And uh, all of a sudden, you'll know where your future is going to head. Yeah, both uh, financially and, and uh, health-wise. Uh, you mentioned about diet. Which, uh, we had a really fascinating interview with this this person, really in-depth on uh, the, the whole food, plant-based mm. diet, which I think is a version of a vegan. But people, when you hear, say <laughs> vegan, people like, oh, they do one of these or whatever, right? But just listening to this conversation, I was so sold on the whole idea. It was just amazing, yeah. uh, the premise of it. And so, I mean, what, what are your thoughts on, um, and kind of a second, well, I'll do that first as far as the, mm-hmm. you know, the vegan lifestyle or whole, uh, you know, red meat, th- those arguments, right. Is, you know, right? So, I mean, my, my personal belief is that not everything works for everyone. Okay. So, personally, personally speaking, I mean, I've done the keto diet and I felt 
horrible. I can't even tell you. I wanted to crawl in a hole and die. <laughs> oh, wow. So, and now I've, as I've got, and ironically, I grew up on a beef farm, so I ate beef like three times Duh, a day. Yeah, like, yeah, it was yeah. intense. So now as I've, you know, now. <laughs> three times a day. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. But you know, now that I'm in my early thirties, I've transitioned more to a plant-based diet. So yeah. a lot, you know, more carbs, plants, things like that. And I'd still eat some meat, but a little bit. And I feel the best I've ever felt. Whereas some people, you know, might do wonderfully on the keto diet. So I think everyone kind of has to play around with what works best for them. And it's also important to note, just because it worked for you in your 20s, (laughs) does not mean it's going to work in your 30s or your 40s or 50s. It just, you know, your body's ever changing. And, you know, like Warren mentioned, you, you know, you may have a gene for something, but it's the way that your body ends up expressing that gene and the environment that may trigger it. So there's just a lot of different factors, but definitely play around, see what works for you and don't feel like you have to do something just because it's popular at the time. It's interesting. You mentioned uh, those decades of your life. So it's just not from the fitness or the health, but from the finance, you, you know, you're not, you shouldn't be having the financial um you know, free will that you do in your twenties and thirties. Once you get a certain age, you need to think differently in terms of your finances, right? That, you know, money's not going to last forever or your, or your expenses start adding up more bills and more responsibilities. And you're still financially probably acting as you did in a different decade or generation, right? Sure. It's, it keeps changing and it it evolves, uh, uh, health and fitness and finance. It's a daily Habit. It's what you do on, a, on an ongoing basis, and it's good to expose yourself, teach yourself, try new things, and see how they respond, uh, how, how your body responds to it. And that that also works with, with your finances. So, so many people have uh, done certain things for their uh, to to build wealth. For instance, um, you know, I started investing in, in the market when I was twenty five passively, right? And in in the last six seven years, I've taken over. I manage it myself. Wow! And since then. I have a completely different perspective on money. And, yeah. um, I've uh, ultimately, as Warren said, taking control, yep. not just your health, but your finances, really makes a huge impact. Uh, again, spending more time uh, learning more about money, how it works, right. <laughs> and your health, um, you're going you're gonna to see results. It's just where you're sp- Again, I hate to... Talk about time, but most people that's where they spend. I like they, that rescue they, time app. Rescue whatever, time yeah. again. That, I'm not getting paid to work. It's just something that I use because I lost track of time. I lost track of what I'm doing. I keep it on my computer on, on all, all my devices, and I monitor every week. I get a report and and see where I'm spending my time. Well, it makes sense if you're monitoring. We talk about a health topic here. If you're monitoring uh, your 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 fitness routine and what you're eating as a diet should be monitoring you know your your income outcome yeah. in terms of money yeah. and time a way to journal things uh, yeah a food journal uh, for, most people don't have a, a lot of people don't have a budget and they don't know what they're spending on a daily basis so uh journaling is um you guys may have quantum physics the moment you look at something it starts to change and over time things transform literally just by watching and monitoring wow um, that's a little heavy. <laughs> it's called the observer effect. Correct. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Hey, I've got something I want to add about sure, the, yeah. uh, plant-based food. Yeah, yeah, there. yeah. So, just I'm going to give a plug for my forthcoming book on the microbiome, which is okay. all the bacteria that live on your body and in your body. But the issue is what Dr. Shari was addressing was that that our consumption of fiber, which is so fundamental for our health and well-being, has, is down about 60% across the board. Wow. Mm-hmm. Fiber. And fiber 
it gets fermented in the large intestines and produces short chain fatty acids, which are profound in their health benefits. So, really, the 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 suggestion here is to avoid those center aisles in the yeah. grocery store yeah. because that's where all the heavily processed foods are, and you want to be eating close to the ground. Right, yeah, right? close to the ground. Yeah, for is that sure. right, guys. Yeah. yeah, and to add to that, uh, only about two percent of the population consume enough potassium. Wow, and that's an important more factor. bananas. Right. That's, that's one, but it's not the highest yeah. form of what's, what's a higher source than that? Al, not alfalfa, but I think one of those. Um, <laughs> broccoli, what's the green broccoli, leafies? Broccoli has yeah, a high. Yeah. Uh, banana has about 400 milligrams kale, of potassium. Kale, you can only throw in kale. That's a new oh. thing. Yeah. On it, right? it is important to note, though, if you are going to try to supplement individually, though, with different supplements in your diet, you have to be careful, especially if you're already taking medications. There, yeah, are, sure. a lot of, there are a lot of supplements out there that are really helpful when used appropriately. Right. However, but don't interact uh, right. with... Well, one thing, I recommend turmeric to most of my patients yeah. and clients. And what, the one thing, one caveat is if you're on blood pressure medication or a diabetic medication, it can actually, it has the effect of lowering your blood pressure and lowering oh, your... Oh, wow, the opposite. Yeah, your blood sugar. It's helpful, but right. if you take it in combination, you might be on the floor. <laughs> so you just have to be careful. But supplementation with food, also with actual supplements, is really helpful. Just always consult your healthcare provider before starting any anything new turmeric is a chinese herb just to throw that in it's called wang chi oh okay <laughs> turmeric <laughs> turmeric yeah now it's called wang chi yeah. <laughs> okay. i'll have that for dinner tonight yeah <laughs> <laughs> so um we're a little bit over but i was gonna uh talking about food and so forth. gluten what is that mm-hmm. is that trendy is that uh, a real thing i mean um what, what's it what's like jerry seinfeld what's the deal with gluten yeah <laughs> uh, so gluten is a protein found in wheat barley and rye and some people have difficulty either digesting it and or they have an immuno response to that protein some people think it's just a fad. You know, there's a lot of jokes uh, out there. Um, a lot of comedians do a routine on it. It is a real thing. Uh, just because you don't have celiac disease where it actually destroys the intestinal lining and your stomach lining doesn't mean you don't have an intolerance or a sensitivity to it. Everyone has different reactions to it. I'm personally gluten-free. I've been gluten-free for almost nine years now. And I used to have horrific joint pain. I went gluten-free and it changed my life. There's lots of people who have similar, you know, similar stories. But I mean, but I mean, the thing is, if it creates inflammation in your body and you feel like you want to try to reduce inflammation, it's never a bad thing. Yeah, because Warren was talking about healthy aging. I think, it, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, these things we're talking about, you know, right now talking about gluten, can that, um, well, you may not have uh, an incident earlier in age, but in later in age, that becomes an issue. Uh, and what are some symptoms that you might say, this is a red flag, maybe I need to reduce or eliminate gluten? What are some uh, things you might be experiencing? Oh, pain. Yeah. Well, I mean, what type of pain? Oh, we're not uh, talking like joint uh, pain. Joint pain, like uh, um, people GI describe pain. it as it. Yeah. They often describe it as like inside the bone. You know, right. like there's oh, something like chronic. in there. Yeah, okay. it's like deep rooted. So if you like your neck is always, oh my neck. Oh, so it's not a digestive kind of thing. Um, well, it, it can be. It can it, be. It, yeah. it is, but it manifests itself differently. Some people have joint pain. Sometimes have weight loss, weight gain, constipation, other things. Also, rashes are really common. Mm-hmm. Weird rashes. Because what's that thing? Um, we're talking about digestion. Um, what's that? The acronym or the term? IBS. Yeah, IBS. IBS yeah. Leaky gut. Talk to us about that. Uh, okay, so yeah, here, bowel, let me, bowel syndrome, right? Okay. Yeah. Let me give you, give a little bit more information here. So, what what you have to know is that we've man has been eating grain for 
probably as long as Chinese medicine, right? Right. 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 So what's the deal? <laughs> That's my line, Warren. <laughs> Easy there, buddy. Yeah. So, you know, like, why is this, you know, sensitivity? When you start looking at longitudinal studies, what we find is back in 1972, Monsanto introduced Roundup. Right. Okay. Roundup is, you yeah. know, I mean, has a profound effect on gluten and wheat. And it actually breaks up the endothelial lining in the gut, which causes what, what I mean, leaky gut is not a medical term. It's right. like what, you know, what we've, but it, it causes leakage in the gut for toxins to begin to migrate out into the body and drive inflammatory processes. So, so, so the, the issue here is, is that, you know, really being clean with your food, like Dr. Sherry stopped eating it, then she noticed that her symptoms clear right. up, you know. And that's really a, an appropriate response for taking care, taking your health back into your own hands. You really hit on a great point because, you know, that's the thing. Uh, I think the perception about, well, uh, you know, why am I living gluten? It's been around since, you know, uh, the stone met the, the wheat mm-hmm. uh, barley or whatever, right? Yep. Yep. And grinding it up. But it's, it's the process. It's the processed version of bread and so forth that we're eating. Because a lot of times, you know, I think a pizza, for example, gets a bad rap. You know, people think, oh, you're eating a pizza. You're like sitting on a couch, just, you know, uh, <laughs> pizza and beer. But if you look like at the Italian version of that, right? You know, they like the Chinese, yep. but the Italians have been eating that for years, and it can be a, a, a healthy mm. option for your dinner or whatever, right? It's, when I'm, not, I'm not talking about dominoes, right? Yep. Yeah. yeah. Right? Well, a, a big part is also genetically modified organisms, right. GMOs. Yeah. And so, yeah. actually, and again, I'm not being paid to plug this, <laughs> but take one from Fadi, but Wheat Belly by Dr. William Davis yep. is a really good resource for explaining the science behind that. Okay. And it also ties into the Roundup, but it also ties into the GMO portion and, uh, you know, the, the, he literally calls modern-day wheat a genetic freak. So, yeah. I mean, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a big deal, and yeah. a lot of people do really well without it. Yep, that's yeah. what's involved in taking care of, you know, taking care of, taking responsibility for right. your own health. You've got to be on the ball here. Yeah. <laughs> As Warren said, eat closest to the ground. We, have, well, we are so far removed yeah. from uh, servicing our own food, like, you know, plucking, uh, uh, hunting, Gathering that's that's all gone, right. and now very much we don't even shop, cook. It's like boom, it's fast food. It's ready. Just swallow, yeah, and move Uber on to the eats. next. We thing. just sit on the couch and hit our app, and Uber Eats shows up. Whatever, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Domino's, yeah. I, yeah. I bet you spend more time on Uber Eats than your fitness app. Yeah. Why are you looking at me when you say that? Yeah. <laughs> so you mentioned uh, GMO, another. Uh, acronym or initial what i like to do speaking of chinese i like going to a chinese restaurant and i'll say can i get my msg on the side and you get this, this craziest look they're like dude we don't do msg anymore whatever and you want it on the side yeah so uh all right so somebody mentioned um uh not wrapping it up, but um, one of the terms you mentioned earlier. So, but it is, we are uh, officially out of time here. We're over, we're over time. We don't get paid extra for overtime in case you're thinking about it. Yeah. So, uh, so uh, folks, really enjoyed your time here on the Georgia Podcast and sharing uh, a lot of insight, especially the roundtable. It, it got a little slow starting, but once we got rolling, man, it's like uh, we, were, we were rock and roll. So maybe we'll do episode two. But uh, one more time, let's go around real quick and just uh, give a call to action. Uh, remind us of your... Uh, you know, how people get in touch with you. So, sure. Dr. Cherie? Well, again, my name is Dr. Cherie Gallant, and I am the owner and founder of Workplace Wellness. We are based here in Atlanta, Georgia. 
It's our pleasure to remove your pain, both physical <laughs> and financial. Remember, those nice. workers' comp costs add up, and they will eat away at your bottom line. You can contact me via email at Cherie, C-H-E-R-I-E, at workwellforlife.com, or follow me on social media at Dr. Cherie Gallant. You've done that before. That was very yeah. good. Yeah, Thank you. Very good. Uh, Fadi top that or whatever. Yeah. Uh, I'll do my best. I'll do my best. Uh, Fadi Maloof with wellplanus.com. Uh, we will help develop and customize a wellness program that will save you tons of money on health care from month one and improve your employees' health and uh, productivity and overall happiness. Uh, Fadi Malouf with WellPlan. Awesome. Wow. Warren? Warren Cargill. I'm an acupuncturist at Acupuncture Atlanta. And you can uh, reach us at acuatlanta.net. We're a large acupuncture clinic here in Buckhead. All right, uh, so tune in for the next episode of the Georgia Podcast here at Rich Casanova. On behalf of the Pro Business Channel Networks, uh, signing off.